yo, 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 welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? What's up, Mike? What's up indeed? You guys might know me from YouTube, Chris vs. The World, Comedy Channel, Laser Lemon Gaming Channel, UpAndLoaded.com. Brings them all together like one great big happy family. I now have Up and Loaded merchandise. Well, one piece of Up and Loaded merchandise outside of this banner that I've used in multiple videos. I've got an Up and Loaded hat that I like to wear around the towns. Cost me a pretty damn big amount of pennies, but it was probably worth every single one of them. Uh, hoping to get more merchandise out there soon. Something that I can give away on the show. I think that sounds fun. And this show is going to be fun. Just like this episode is going to be fun. This week we're going to be talking about uh, uh, mortality. Our mortality. My mortality specifically. Video game violence. Loot boxes. Breaking out of prison. Answering listener questions. And a whole lot more. But let me just get this out of the way here. If you guys are new to this show. You can subscribe to this show for new episodes every single Friday. We have a new episode. It's amazing how it happens. But every single Friday, every Friday morning, there's a, a new episode delivered straight to your podcasting app. Wherever podcasts are sold for free, we are there. So go ahead and subscribe to us. We are Chris to Chris. You might find us by Chris to Chris up and loaded or uh, by prayer. You know, it's hard for newer podcasts to uh, really gain traction in the Apple podcast feeds of the world or the Google podcast feeds of the world. But we're there. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, everywhere podcasts are sold for free. Blah, 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 blah. Let's get into the show. Why don't we? Now, sometimes on Chris to Chris, I hinted about this just a second ago, but sometimes on Chris to Chris, we talk about the possibility that I may die one day. And my wife doesn't like when I bring up the idea that one of you maniacs might kill me. So I try not to overdo it. I try not to bring it up too much. And I know already she's listening to this episode now. And she's already like, geez, we're freaking less than three minutes in. And he's already talking about somebody killing him. So I think I've earned it, though. I think I've earned it. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll explain why. I've run into a conundrum this week. A conundrum. That's a, a word you don't hear every day, but I've run into one. Ow, a conundrum. See, I'm a pretty busy man. Uh, in, in addition to putting together this uh, well-crafted podcast for you every single week, at the very low, low price of just my sleep and general well-being, I also have a full-time job. Now, one day, I hope to, to trick you guys into paying me lots of money so that I could do this full-time, you know? I can give you all the content in the world. But until then, I've got to go to work on top of the podcast, right? Anyway, I like to stay moving. So I spend all of my breaks on uh, walks. I, I like to, to walk during my 15-minute my, uh, break and my lunch break, and I eat lunch at my desk. By the way, I, I didn't get any breaks yesterday. I didn't get any breaks, and I'm still pissy about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue you, California. I'm going to sue you for not intervening with my job and telling them, hey, look, this guy deserves a break or two. Anyway, since I, I, I walk on my breaks, I eat lunch at my desk, like I said. 
which usually means I, I use the microwave to heat up my lunch. At my last job, they had a, a toaster oven in the break room. And if you don't know, toaster ovens are superior to microwaves in pretty much every conceivable way. That uh, every conceivable way that, that doesn't require you to, to heat up noodles in a, in a cup or, or can or mug. Toaster ovens are not uh, superior to microwaves for noodles. But everything else, you know, you're heating up a, a piece of pizza, a burrito, a taquito, something that rhymes with O, it's probably uh, better in a toaster oven. That said, my boss at my last job, she would use the toaster oven for fish and everybody could smell her fish and you know microwaves are, are, are no better place to uh, warm up fish if you have fish just don't bring it anywhere near the office do that do that and you will be good to go anyway there's no toaster oven at my current job there, there's just a couple of microwaves and if there's a couple of microwaves like two microwaves like at my job if you go to a place, if you work at a place that has two microwaves, you know that there's a good microwave and a bad microwave. And I like to go to the good microwave. Most of us do. So on, on Tuesday, I grab my cold lunch and I walk my ass over to the microwave, you know, as I do, as I do. Now, the good microwave, it has a big plastic button right underneath the numbers on the side and... Uh, you push it to, to pop open the door. So as usual, I hit the button and the door swings open. But something happened. Something happened this time. This time, something was different. This time, when I opened the microwave door, the microwave itself turned on. You know, everything happened. The lights turned on, the, the spinning uh, plate, what is it called? We'll call it the spinning glass plate that's in most modern microwaves. That was spinning, and, you know, it was on. It was on. It was microwaving. And I don't know if you guys are up to date on microwave technology, but I know everything about microwaves. I know everything there is to know about microwaves. Microwaves and me are tight. And microwaves, if you don't know, cook with radiation. That's where the name microwave comes from. It's microwaves. So essentially what happened is I opened the door. I pushed that button and I opened the door to radiation. I don't know if that's a, a good thing, Mike. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to make a microwave that starts emitting radiation as soon as you open the door. I'm pretty sure that's in the, uh, not just California law, I just want to say world law. It's a, it's a, it's a no-no. It's, it's frowned upon. It just seems backwards to me. You know, in, in, in the... I don't know if you guys know. In the end of uh, Metal Gear Solid 4... Semi-spoilers here. In the end of Metal Gear Solid 4... It's not the very end, but it's near the, the climax of Metal Gear Solid 4. You have to crawl your way through a giant microwave. And it is an agonizing experience for the main character. Mike. Mike. What? Mike, I am pretty much Solid Snake now, you know? Anyway, the reason I bring all this up is because I think it's pretty clear that I have been exposed to radiation, which means I need to figure out two things. Well, one thing. It's an either-or situation. Am I going to turn into a superhero, or am I going to die? We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. But first... 
let's move on to our tip of the week. Now, you guys might know me. You guys might know me uh, from this podcast and the things I say. Some of the things I say uh, kind of hint that I'm a night owl. I am. I, I mention this, I think, quite often. I like to stay up late. And if I didn't have to go to bed... Go go to back. If I didn't have to go uh, back to work, I, I'd probably stay up all night every weekend. Man, I, I miss like summer vacation. I remember just not worrying about the weekend at this time of year. I would just have a blast. Every day was great. Every day was great. Just nick at night and going out all day. Those were the days. Anyway, I like to stay up late. When I when I lived in Vegas. And I worked the uh, grave shift. I would work from like 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. or midnight to 8 a.m. It was, it was a terrible way to live. Terrible way to live. But because of that, I would not go to bed till around like 3 or 4 p.m. That's the time of day. It was, you know, it was still sunny. I would go to bed at 3 or 4 p.m. so that I could wake up around midnight so that I can get to work an hour later. The point is that somewhere along the way, my internal clock got all messed up, got all screwy. I'm not a morning person, and I don't like when that, that guy is outside uh, starting up the lawnmower at 7.30 on a Tuesday because that's my sleeping time. That's my sleeping time. In fact, I don't like when anybody does anything at that time because that's my sleeping time. But apparently, I'm in the minority here. Uh, there are people at my job that get up at like 4 a.m. every single day to get to work at 6 a.m. I don't even wake up until about 30 minutes before I'm supposed to leave for work. Okay? Just to give you some context. Most people I know aren't even bothered by that guy mowing the lawn at 7 a.m. because they've already been up for two hours at that point. Like, I looked into this phenomenon uh, because I didn't believe it at first. I didn't. But it turns out that the reason that people get up so early is because they actually go to bed pretty damn early, too. Apparently, it's better for our circadian rhythm or something. I don't know. I always felt like I had a pretty good rhythm. I always felt like I could uh, keep to the beat, if you know what I mean. But uh, I guess that's not how it works with the sun and the moon. So this week's tip of the week is... A tip that I obviously haven't taken yet. Haven't taken my own advice yet. But maybe I will one day. Maybe. Maybe I will. This week's tip is to uh, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep, Chris. Go to sleep, Chris. Go to sleep. Because life is just so much better when, when you're asleep. When you're not conscious through this uh, walking hellhole. Life is just better. You know? Unconsciousness is the best state of consciousness you could possibly have. And that might not make sense, but it makes perfect sense when you're asleep. All right? Just uh, just uh, let that sizzle on your uh, noggin, why don't you? Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Okay, so we've got some uh, pretty big news out of uh, Dayton, Ohio and El Paso, Texas. Uh, happened about a day after... The last episode went up, actually. You probably heard about it. Uh, according to Google, uh, amongst these two shootings, that's what we're talking about here, uh, from uh, 
combined, Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas, the, these mass shootings, there were a total of 32 people killed and 51 people injured. And this is, of course, tragic. It's not funny. And Chris to Chris, myself and Mike and anybody else who I'm sure is listening to the show, we're all wishing the best for those affected. But, of course, that's not enough. That's not enough, you know. Well wishes ain't enough. And this seems to happen almost regularly now. I remember when Columbine happened, it was a big deal. It was a huge deal. And partly because it inspired so many other shootings. And these shootings these days also seem to inspire each other. They're almost back-to-back like like, uh, last weekend. (sighs) Uh, So, like I said, it it happens a lot. And uh, people are demanding solutions, reforms, and... Etc. 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 Mike, I've got a, a ten foot pole in the other room. Could you uh, go grab it and then tell us your thoughts on gun control, please? Uh, no, no. Well, Trump is blaming video games again. This isn't the first time he's done it. Uh, you guys might remember last year. I think it was last year. the The White House put up a, a video, a ninety second compilation of just violent things happening in video games without any context and it was it was it was an obvious scapegoat it's like oh yeah you know um there's these shootings that happen and it's clear it is clear that these shootings are caused by people playing violent video games although there's many studies that just uh, suggest quite the opposite so uh I, i'm not impressed when uh trump says that uh video games are the problem here like you look like you used to wear, uh, like, a trench coat and, and smoke a lot outside of school. Do you think uh, video games are causing mass shootings? Uh, probably not. You're a man of many words, Mike. Anyway, uh, in, in other video game news, a little happier, a little more upbeat. Uh, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft have all agreed to now start requiring that video games with loot boxes disclose their odds. Apple and Google started doing this a little while back. Uh, This pretty much means that the the loot box will say something like, hey, you have an 80% chance to get this shitty item and a 19% chance to get this semi-decent item and less than 1% of a chance to get something that you actually wanted in the first place, you f***ing dumbass. So, uh, obviously, in my eyes, this is uh, just the industry trying to pretend like it's uh, regulating itself. They're just covering their ass. CYA, cover your ass. That's what they're doing. There's been a lot of talk about regulating loot boxes up in uh, Washington, D.C. lately. They don't like them apples. They don't like them apples. Uh, FIFA, the FIFA games from EA, Electronic Arts, they now make more money from microtransactions than they do from sales of the game itself. More than 50% of the profits of that game come from microtransactions. You think they want you eating their lunch? You think they they want you uh, making that shit illegal? Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. So now they're like, okay, 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 here's what we're going to do. We're going to start disclosing odds, and they're going to be generic like that. I I bet you they'll be vague like I described. Less than 1% chance. That's already what they do in some platforms. They say less than 1% chance. Yet they're not going to say what that percentage is. But hey, maybe that means I have a 0.99% chance. Even though that is a terrible odd, friend. Even though it's a terrible chance you get it. It's not 0.99. It's like 0.099 or 0.00099. It's a joke. It's a 
joke. Anyway, uh, they 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 like to say that they take they're taking these important steps to make sure that uh, people are not uh, being taken advantage of, and you know that they're delighting their players. And uh, if you need help, you can seek it by this phone number on the back of the box or whatever. Some people say that hey, loot boxes are not gambling, but I used to work for one of the biggest casino companies in the world. And that is exactly how they talked when they wanted to cover their ass too. Orientation. They'd say, hey, look, look, yes, yes, yes. We have a casino. People lose their money. People lose their life savings to us all the time. But we have this phone number. We have this phone number. And if we see you gambling too much, we'll kick your ass out to the next casino. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, I think it is kind of good that these odds are at least being displayed. But it's not enough. Screw them. Screw them. Screw them all. Screw them all. Actually, there's a little bit of good news with loot boxes. I complained a lot about Rocket League. I, I love Rocket League, but I didn't like that they have loot boxes. They're getting rid of loot boxes. You know who sees the writing on the wall? Epic. Epic makes billions of dollars. If you don't know, these are the, this is the company that made Fortnite. And Fortnite just squeezes cash out of people. But I heard even Fortnite got rid of loot boxes. Now they're just selling the items to you directly. You know what you're getting. They are afraid of legislation, and they don't want to be the example. They don't want to be the example up in Washington, D.C. The example is how we got the rating system in the first place, by the way. Now that rating system, the uh, electronic, uh, what is it, the ESA, Electronic Software Association, they're no longer, uh, I wouldn't say they are friends anymore. These are. This is a company or an organization that was formed by the video game industry, all these different uh, video game publishers and developers formed the ESA to self-regulate. That's how we got ratings. Uh, Mortal Kombat was the example back in the day. There were many examples of violence back in the day in courts. And to be fair, there was no rating system back then. Now there is. And now the same organization that is run by the industry is saying, hey, 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 loot boxes aren't bad, folks. Loot boxes are okay. They're a-okay. There's nothing to see here. Now they're the ones saying, hey, it's perfectly safe. It's like the, um, the uh, opioid peddlers, the pharmaceutical reps. I feel like I'm going way on a tangent here. You know what? Maybe let's, let's uh, bring things back home a little bit to my microwave dilemma. Hmm? How about that? <sighs> yeah, let's breathe. Let's breathe. Let's talk about microwaves. Now, I I'm kind of embarrassed to uh, admit this, but yesterday at work, I decided to check and see if that microwave was still emitting radiation. And it was. It was. I popped the button open. I, I popped the door open. Immediately, radiation started flying at me again. And I tried again today. Just to be sure. You know, a third time. Just to be sure a third time. And sure enough, it was. Still working improperly. You know, uh, when Tobey Maguire got bit by that radioactive spider, he was able to, to jump off of buildings and sense when Aunt May was going to be turning into Marissa Tomei. So I think that in order to figure out whether or not I'm going to die or become a superhero, I need to jump off of a building. Mike, do me a favor. Do me a favor, Mike. Uh, look up some tall buildings just within 20 miles. I don't want to drive too far. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call the news.
man disguised as a young woman was caught trying to escape from a prison outside of Rio de Janeiro. According to NPR, Clavino da Silva was serving a prison sentence for, I was going to say 37, actually 73 years and 10 months. But this guy, he's already in his 40s, so I guess he couldn't wait that long. He's like, look, I don't got 73 years. I don't have 73 more years. I'm going to die. I'm going to die in this prison, so I got to get out. The uh, Associated Press, the AP, they said that uh, De Silva used to be the leader of the Red Command, which was, quote, one of the most powerful criminal groups in Brazil that controlled drug trafficking out there in uh, a large part of Rio. Large part of Rio. This guy was controlling the drugs. And now he's wearing his daughter's clothes. Actually, his plan wasn't that terrible. Uh, apparently he's escaped from another prison. He's done this before. He, he escaped from another prison out through the sewer system, like, uh, like, uh, what was his name? Uh, Red, Morgan Freeman's friend. Mike, or we're playing 20 questions. What, what movie am I talking about? What movie am I talking about? Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Thanks, Mike. Uh, he, he did a whole Shawshank. He, had, he escaped through pile or miles of shit, but he got caught real quick. He got caught real quick. So it wasn't worth it for him out in 2013. But, uh, you know, he's still in prison. But this time he learned his lesson. He wasn't about to, to crawl through sewers again. He learned his lesson because this time he dressed like a woman. You know, he, he had his uh, 19-year-old daughter visit him in prison, which is, of course, one of the best times in every girl's life, visiting her old dad in prison. And I guess he wanted to improve his relationship with his daughter by, uh, by getting involved in more activities together. Like breaking out of prison. Now, according to NPR, uh, his daughter is pregnant, so they didn't really search her, which is ideal if you want uh, to smuggle things into prison. You get a, a pregnant daughter. And uh, the guard said that she brought a wig and glasses for her dear old dad. But this guy, remember, he was a big shot drug runner. He's not a fool. Even though he's in prison, he's not a fool. You don't walk out of prison as a woman just wearing a wig in your 5 o'clock shadow. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. They're going to catch you. So this guy, he, he wore some tight, girly clothes. You know, some hip-hugger jeans. He had a, a, a t-shirt with donuts on it. A, a rubber latex mask that looked like a woman, kind of. So, you know, he, he looked a lot like one of those real dolls, except he could walk and talk and... Uh, just freak you the hell out. But he really tried. He really tried. Uh, dude gave himself a, a pedicure. I'm looking at. I was looking at the the videos and the pictures. Uh, dude, it looks like he gave himself a pedicure before his big uh, prison break because his feet look cleaner than I've ever seen any man's feet look. Apparently, uh, he had some other visitors earlier within the weeks uh, that helped sneak in the rest of his getup, like the the shirts and the clothes and all that, and the mask. Anyway, the plan was pretty simple. All he had to do was have his pregnant daughter visit, done, and then abandon her in prison, done, and then walk out as a free man. Almost done. What? what I don't know if his uh, plan was completely baked, you know? At least not for his daughter. How is she supposed to explain that away? Oh, yeah, it's just me here. Can I go? Can I go? No questions asked. Anyway, he would have got away with it if it weren't for those uh, those meddling officers. 
I guess he started uh, acting pretty nervous when he was walking out. So that they pulled him aside to get a, a closer look at the eyes behind that expressionless rubber face. By the way, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on our uh, uploaded Twitter. And Mike, maybe we'll uh, we'll post this on the uh, website uploaded.com. Uh, but they, there's a video of the officers just making him strip down, take off his rubber mask, and you know he just looks pissed. He looks pissed. He probably spent months just trying to plan this out. And when you're in prison. You ain't got nothing going on. All you can do is plan your escape. And to have it all just fall apart, and it's all over the internet, and you can't even get on the internet to watch you screw up, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's embarrassing. But like I said, they made him take off everything. He, the, the dude went full method actor, okay? He was wearing a bra. I don't know if it was his daughter's bra or not, but he was wearing one. Anyway, uh, Mr. Da Silva is now back in the loving care of his corrections officers. So, um, it's a real feel-good story. Anyway, back to this uh, microwave thing. Uh, I was, I was going to compare my microwave incident to... Uh, I've been watching that show. I was going to compare it to the Chernobyl incident, but I realized that that would probably be in bad taste, you know? I don't, uh, I don't think that's fair. But even though it wasn't Chernobyl, I, I still need to figure out if standing in front of an open running microwave will give me superpowers or kill me, right? Right? My wife and I watched this show on Amazon Prime recently. There's only eight episodes so far, but it's called The Boys. You might have heard of it. You might have heard of it. The Boys. It was actually uh, pretty good for the most part. There was one episode that I thought was pretty heavy-handed, but it's definitely a, a good show to watch with your whole family, you know, especially your your very young children and your, your very old uh relatives and friends, you know, uh, maybe your church, that sort of thing. It's a, it's a real feel-good show for the whole family. It's a, it, Just to give you a quick plot synopsis without really spoiling anything, it, it's about corrupt superheroes out in the real world, kind of like the Avengers, but if the Avengers were, were pricks. But I don't think any of these people in the show got their powers from uh, standing in front of an open microwave. <sighs> I gotta be honest, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm bulletproof or I have laser eyes within the last week, but but I can say that I have felt sick to my stomach every day at work. However, I have also been feeling that way for years. Uh, this started well before the, the microwave was malfunctioning. So I don't know, guys. I don't know. Uh, I, this might not be something that I could figure out in a single episode of Chris to Chris. Uh, what I'm going to say for now is just just stay tuned. Stay tuned, you know? If I start to uh, include stories in this show where all of a sudden I'm flying or I'm saying, oh, yeah, and, and then I turned invisible or then I stretched my arm across the room, then you know that the microwave gave me powers, okay? I might forget to just mention that. So if I start including those kinds of stories, then the microwave gave me powers. Now, if I stop telling any stories at all, the microwave killed me. So just keep an eye out for that. Anyway... Let's move on to a little thing we like to call listener questions. I need a, I need a jingle, Mike. I can't keep saying it like that without a jingle. We have some great questions from y'all this week. Ken asks, have you thought about doing a Braille version of Chris to Chris? That is a great question. Actually, I feel like I've mentioned it before, but I do want to do a Braille version of Chris to Chris. I, I would like Chris to Chris to be accessible to all 8 billion people in the world. And so uh, 
yeah, we need a Braille version uh, for the uh, the blind because I know I know blind people can probably hear it unless they're going full hell and keller. In which case, thank you for listening somehow. But uh, I I think it would be a good idea. I think it'd be a good idea, a good use of the uh, Earth's resources. Although these people can most likely hear just fine. Sometimes you just want to read a podcast with your fingers. So yeah. I have considered it, and I would love to make it happen. Maybe we can get that in a, a future uh, Patreon. Uh, it shows you how much I know about Patreons, uh, but uh, a higher a higher pay level, higher pay gate. Like, oh, if you pay $3,500 a month, you get the Braille version of Chris to Chris as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Uh, Yilly asks... Although I know $3,500 is a lot to ask. It's, it's kind of, I would probably get in trouble for that. Like this asshole charges blind people $3,500 to read his podcast. I don't know. I don't know. Something to sizzle on. Something to uh, let cook and uh, form and develop a little bit more. Yuli asks, why are you asking for questions so early on this week? She's referring to the fact that I ask questions on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. I ask questions, or I ask for people to ask questions on the show because we like to answer your questions. But Yili, I actually started asking for questions on Tuesdays months ago. Months ago. Uh, you probably didn't notice because Facebook is still awful. Facebook still doesn't want you to see our stuff. It would help. It would help if we could get thousands or preferably millions and billions of people liking our Facebook page. That would help quite a bit. But uh, in the meantime, Facebook's Albor? Albor. No, not Albor. Al Gore. Vice President Al Gore Rhythm. Al Gore Rhythm. It would help if Facebook's algorithms weren't so awful. Ken asks, am I the only person afraid of what Kermit and Miss Piggy's offspring would look like? I don't think I've ever thought about this before, but uh, putting a real-life frog and a real-life pig together in the same room and expecting them to fall in love, I think, personally, is just begging to be disappointed, right? Right? What kind of chemistry could they, what, what could they possibly have in common? Hmm? Oh, I, I like to uh, eat flies. And the other one says, well, I got flies on my ass. Oh, shit, that's a, that's a dirty joke I wasn't trying to make. But uh, maybe they would have something in common. I don't know. Uh, that, that, that said, that said, image aside, I'm sure that Kermit and Piggy's kids would be beautiful. And I know this because I've seen enough cartoons to know that two different species hooking up does not give you some kind of hideous creation. Actually, I think we talked about this in an early episode when uh, Devin asked a question about uh, Rocco's Modern Life because the uh, the offspring of Heifer and uh, Miss uh, Hutchinson, Dr. Hutchinson, that was a cat and, uh, not Heifer, Filbert. The, the, the turtle and the cat got together and they didn't make some weird mutant turtle cats. They had a, a litter, I assume, and it was... Different turtles and different cats. And that's how animal reproduction works. When, when you hook up a pig and a turtle, or a, a pig and a frog, you get uh, baby frogs and baby pigs. 
no baby uh, frigs, okay? Does that make sense? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Yilly asks, do you have any pets? Well, thank you for opening up this wound, but uh, currently, no, I do not. No pets. No pets. I, uh, I, I've had several pets throughout my lifetime, though. We used to have, uh, I don't know, before I was born. Does it count if I wasn't born yet? I don't, I don't think I can count that pet as mine. I don't know if I was born. You know what? We won't go there. How about this? I, I had a dog, uh, a nice big mutt, and uh, we lost her. And then we had four animals simultaneously at once, two cats and two dogs. We loved them all. We loved them all. My cat, the first cat I got, Tiger, she lived to be over 21 years old, which is pretty old for a cat. I should not have given her so much liquor. I jest, but uh, rest in peace to all my pets. No, I don't currently have any pets right now, but I will again one day. I will. Uh, you know what? Actually, we did a whole episode dedicated to me getting a, uh, a uh, Savannah cat, a giant house cat. That could be special. I think it would be nice to have a, a big Savannah cat and a giant wolf and maybe an ostrich or two. I don't know. So no pets right now. Let me know. Let me know what you guys uh, have. What kind of pets do you have? Let me know in the comment section. Any comment section on our Facebook page, on our website, upandloaded.com is where this website or where this podcast is hosted. And we allow comments. We like questions on there. We like comments. We like hearts. We like shares. <sighs> I got the. I don't have as much energy as I'm pretending to have, or as much. I don't have as much energy as I'm expelling. Ken asks, if Mike had talent, oh, Mike, he says, if Mike had talent, what would his talent be? If Mike had talent, what would his talent be? Well, uh, Mike, anything? Okay, Mike, uh, thanks. Mike would be an excellent motivational speaker if he ever chose to spoke. If this guy ever wanted to speak, he would be excellent at it. Right, Mike? Right. Okay. Uh, Yelly asks, what causes heartburn? That's a great question. Yelly, fans, folks, I love spicy food. Love it. I love it. Spicy food is flavorful food. I go to Chipotle. I ask for my burrito to have the hot salsa. I order some hot salsa on the side. Dip my chips in it. I go to Wingstop. I get the Cajun flavor. Sometimes I'll, I'll mess with the atomic flavor. It's been a while. I was just telling my wife the other day. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to mess with that atomic again. Atomic is the very highest on the charts. If you don't know what I'm talking about at Wingstop, it is the pinnacle of spicy there. And I want to try the uh, the Carolina Reaper chip, which I'm sure is a gimmick, but also spicy as hell. I've seen some lovely videos on YouTube where people try it. And then they're vomiting and crying and wishing they hadn't done it. And I really want to try it. Um, I like spicy food. And generally, heartburn-wise, I do pretty okay with it. However, the thing that does me in the most with heartburn isn't the spicy stuff. It's pasta sauce. Tomato-based pasta sauce. It sounds so freaking lame when you say it out loud. 
but it's tomato based pasta sauce. It could be spaghetti or just some some something with noodles and tomato sauce. And for some reason, that tomato sauce is what gets me. I can I can have all the peppers you could throw at me, but that damn tomato acidity just gets me. Just gets me. I can mess with ketchup. Mess with ketchup on a hot dog. But tomato-based pasta. In fact, if it's not even to say it's an every every time occurrence. Because I do like spaghetti. I do like pasta. I like the tomato sauce. I like it with garlic. I like it with spices. But if I'm ever going to get got by heartburn, it's usually some tomato sauce that got me. Thanks for the question, Yuli. Uh, Ken asks, if you could be the hero in a film, what film would it be? It's a great question, Ken. I thought about this for a while. I thought about it. And I think the hero I would be is Raphael from the uh, first Ninja Turtles movie. And there's a couple reasons for this. Because, first of all, Raphael, I, I posted, actually, I was so in a Raphael mood this week. I posted on my Facebook, I said, Raphael is cool but rude. It was part of the theme song. Like, they established it. Raphael, that's me. I'm cool but rude. Michelangelo, my homie, he's a party dude. So, in the first Ninja Turtles movie, Raph, that's how me and, I, we're cool. So, we're on a first names basis, a nickname basis. Uh, I call him Raph. And uh, he is the coolest guy in that movie. He does all the cool tricks. He gets in all the fights. He's the most. Uh, he's in the most dramatic scenes in the movie. And he's the only one, I think he's the only one in that movie that gets to curse. He says, damn, multiple times. He goes, damn. You can't see me, but I'm looking to the sky and raising my fists. He gets in a fight with Casey Jones, and then they become friends. Man. And he has those sighs, those those weapons. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Wrath is who I'd be. I would be Raphael. Cool but rude. Cool but rude. Devin asks, what is your favorite Full House episode about wet concrete? Boom! Got our wet concrete question. <laughs> Woo! So this is our third wet concrete question. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> I had to I had to do some memory jogging. But yes, my favorite full house episode about wet concrete is uh is the one where they have a cement truck in their backyard for some reason. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing, but they've got a cement truck and uh Mr. Danny Tanner He's a clean freak in that show, Full House. He's the dad on the show. And so DJ and her uh, boyfriend, uh, Aladdin, are, are trying to just uh, hang out in her bedroom and kiss or something. And uh, Mr. Danny Tanner, the clean freak, pops on in with his uh, vacuum cleaner. He says, look, 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 look. I'm just vacuuming until I, I can uh, change out the bag, if you know what I mean. And so they say, look. All right, vacuum away, Dad. We're out of here. And so they, they leave, and then they uh, decide to get into the uh, front seat of the the cement truck. Which, by the way, I didn't know you could get a cement truck as a civilian. I didn't see a contractor, so I, I don't know if uh, 
they had somebody to just drop off the cement truck, but it seemed like anybody could operate it. And these two kids, these high schoolers, get in the front of the cement truck and they start making out and kissing. And these grown adult audience members start going, Woo, yeah, kiss each other, touch each other. And then uh, Aladdin starts getting all hot and bothered and his uh, foot hits on uh, the lever, the cement truck lever, which apparently that lever is used to uh, uh, knock out your kitchen window and pour cement down on the floor which is exactly what happened. And uh, you have uh, Dave Coulier. He's uh, listening to some uh, relaxation music or something with his eyes closed. Like he has no awareness of anything happening around him. And then you have uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Jesse. He's like, whoa, man. We have uh, wet cement pouring all over the kitchen. And Danny Tanner's like, oh, no, this is terrible. And so they're like, Get a bowl, get a bowl to, to collect the cement that's pouring all over the kitchen floor. Meanwhile, Dave Coulier has no idea what's going on. He's none the wiser, as they say, even though that cement is clearly pouring over his feet at this point. And, uh, you know, it, it becomes some slapstick chaos. And they end up pulling out a, a drawer from this uh, china dresser, silverware dresser, I don't know what you'd call it. And they're collecting the, the cement the wet cement. And finally, Uncle Jesse's like, yo, why don't you just turn off the cement truck? And uh, in typical sitcom dad fashion, Danny's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't think of that. So uh, that's what I remember from the, the clip I watched. But that is definitely my favorite Full House episode about wet cement. Of the dozens I'm sure they made, that is my favorite one. A little side note, I actually met Dave Coulier once in a, in a business meeting, and if he ever listens to this episode, I'm sure he won't remember. But uh, yeah, I, I met him once in a business meeting. I was uh, working on a project that uh, uh, never went through, but that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. I can always say I had a business meeting with that guy from Full House. So uh, thanks for the question, Devin. Uh, Yuli asks, where does Devin live uh, for tax purposes only? Devin lives in our hearts, Yuli. Wherever we go, Devin is there. But for tax purposes, he lives in the Cayman Islands. Thank you guys for the questions. We had some wonderful questions this week. It's been a fun episode, you know? I thought that maybe this episode would be a little depressing with all the uh, sadness that happened throughout the week, but I think we still managed to, to have some fun. As always, you guys can uh, follow us and, of course, subscribe. Like I said, subscribe to the show everywhere podcasts are sold. You can also download the show to your computer or stream it from your phone, whatever you want to do. You can download it anywhere. I don't care. If, you're, if your toaster lets you download it, do it at upandloaded.com. But, of course, follow us on social media at Facebook or at upandloaded on Facebook, at upandloaded on Twitter, at upandloaded on Instagram. We are there. We're there. So we'd love for you to be there with us. Uh, guys, let's wrap this thing up with some poll results. Last week we asked, what do you think of bubblegum soda? And I've never been so proud of my listeners. 0% of you said it goes great with pizza because it does not. 100% of you said that bubblegum soda should be illegal. Should be illegal. Ban it. Ban it. You know, I'm all for free speech, but some sometimes you got to admit you're just yelling fire in a crowded theater. And that's what bubblegum soda is. This week's poll asks, 
What's in the loot box? What's in the loot box? What's in the loot box? Guys, you have been wonderful. Uh, like I said, subscribe and all that jazz. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. I don't care as long as we get 8 billion people listening to this show. I'll be happy. You'll be happy. We'll all be happy. I have to work this weekend. So I'm saying this as a bitter pill to swallow on my end. But for the rest of you, just take it as a happy threat. This has been episode 45 of Chris to Chris. Enjoy your weekend. Or else.